Remember those interviews you had for your first ever career job or those scholarships you applied for at uni? They always ask you what skills you wish you had learned or would like, would still like to learn. And being in isolation and working slash learning from home, I'm sure you have been hearing many people say you should be achieving something whilst staying at home, learning an instrument, getting fit, maybe even perfecting that souffle. It's all pretty frustrating, huh? Well, but we can, well, what can we do to take away that expectation? Author and psychology consultant, Dr. Joe Lukens has some tips for you. G'day, Dr. Lukens. Good morning, Jenny. What's the problem with telling ourselves the things we should be doing whilst at home? Well, it's an interesting phrasing that we use. We, we, we do it so often and we often don't even realise that we're doing it. But, you know, at first glance, you might think that the word should is a positive, motivating word. But usually what I find is that it's not. The word tends to do more harm than good. What, what is it about that word that just does so much, well, does more harm than good, you would say? Yeah, well, I, I think what it does is, and I guess most people could probably think about it when, when we tell ourselves the shoulds, you know, I should clean up the kitchen, I should do some reading, I, I should go and do some exercise. And usually by the time we've got ourselves to the point of saying that we should be doing something, we obviously haven't been doing it. And usually what happens to most of us is rather than it being motivating, it actually has the opposite effect. So you don't usually feel enthusiastic about something after you've told yourself you should do it. You don't normally feel more determined or, you know, you often tend to feel worse. Um, and so what happens is that when you're telling yourself that you should be doing something, you're really just reminding yourself that you haven't been. Maybe it means that you're telling yourself that you're not good enough or whatever it is. So what it actually does is it focuses you on what you haven't been doing, which ends up making you feel worse, even though that wasn't the intention of it in the first place. <laughs> I'm definitely starting to uh, picture certain parts of my life where I've done this and it happens all too often and I'm sure everyone out there is in a pretty similar boat as well. Jess is nodding quite uh, quite a lot <laughs> actually through the production booth. Uh, but we've got to ask, well, how does telling yourself you should be doing something have a negative effect on you? Well, it, for, for those reasons that we talked about, what it does is it gets you to focus on what you haven't been doing. So it's very well-meaning, but... You know, I guess if you think back to times when, you know, you were a kid growing up or whenever it was, um, you know, and perhaps your parents or your teachers were telling you all the things that you should be doing, mm -hmm. it didn't make you want to suddenly spontaneously go and do those things. And I think it's really useful for us to think about it at this time because a lot of us are spending a lot more time on social media. And, of course, one of the things that happens, I noticed it on the weekend over Easter, you know, all these families were at home, Lots of them were doing cooking and doing some amazing things. And I, I, it occurred to me, I couldn't really got caught up in that trap of going, wow, look at all these parents that have done all this amazing cooking with their kids. I should be doing that with my kids because that wasn't what we did on the weekend. Um, and instead, I really caught myself and didn't get trapped in that. So I, I could appreciate what other people were doing without putting the guilt trip on myself. And I think that's the biggest thing that a should statement does to us is if we say to ourselves, I should be exercising, we don't exercise, then the only consequence of that is we're going to feel guilty and that's never going to be helpful for us in getting things done. That certainly makes a lot of sense. So what should we be telling ourselves, ourselves instead? <laughs> and I do love the way you phrase that, John. What should we be telling ourselves instead? <laughs> um, I, <laughs> and see how easily we do it. We do it all the time, don't we? Yeah. 
I when I posted on my social media that I was talking about this today, the number of people who I'm sure they were they were winking at me as well, who said that they should be listening into it. So let's hope that they are. Um, so, for example, if where I would start with is if you catch yourself saying I should, and we do it all the time, I should be I should be doing more yoga. Um, might be something that I might say to myself. Instead of focusing on that part of it, ask yourself the question, why? Why would you want to do more yoga? And, and I always say to people that, if, you know, if you can, try and pick sort of two or three reasons. So, you know, I might say to myself, well, why would I want to be doing more yoga? Well, you know, it makes me feel good. Um, it helps me to relax and I feel a bit more flexible. And when I do it, it kind of slows me down and I feel a bit more connected with my body, say. So when I think about those reasons, I'm much more likely to want to go and do it rather than just berating myself and telling myself that I should be doing it. What sort of person am I if I'm not? So I think the really helpful strategy to start with is if you catch yourself with a should, and it could be anything from I should go and clean up the kitchen to I should go and um, do some study, rather than you know putting that question to yourself, ask yourself why you would want to. And that can really... Um, help you in terms of directing your thoughts to what you might choose to do rather than feeling like you have to. Yeah, it feels like sometimes you're saying that it's like, well, I don't really want to be doing my study, but I really need to do my studies for another yeah. way of putting it as well. But I suppose it sort of breeds that uh, anti-establishment sentiment that you might have if someone's telling you to do something, you're just like, I'm not doing what you told me to do. Yeah, yeah even when we tell ourselves, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> backlash against ourselves. Nobody tells me what to do. Stand up to um, the man. So it's, yeah, so I, th I, I really do think it's helpful to think about, well, why would I want to do it? Um, and, you know, we can usually come up with good reasons for it. And, and I think that's what's really helpful. So, you know, I could be doing yoga this afternoon is probably a more helpful way. And like you say, you're probably less likely to sort of arc up against it and kind of rebel against yourself um, if, if you put it to yourself in those terms. And and we're, we're more, much more motivated about why we might want to do something rather than someone feeling like someone, even if it's ourselves, standing there kind of um, overseeing us and telling us that we have to do something. By putting it to ourselves in those terms, are we cutting ourselves some slack? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think at a time like this, that's also a really useful focus. But there's no doubt that across our community, the wave of impact that COVID-19 has had on us. You know, it, it's obviously affected everybody in our community, but the level of impact is different. So there's some people who are at home and it's more of a break for them. There's other people who are at home and have, have lost their employment. You know, there's other people who are worried about their health. So there's lots of, lots of different reasons why people might be home. So if it feels like everyone's saying, well, if you don't come out of this, you know, playing the ukulele and able to jump on one foot, then, you know, you've, you've missed your opportunity, you know. It's it's working out what do you want this time to be for you, and that might change over time as well. Um, but I do think it's really helpful for us to be more focused on what we want and what's going to be useful for us within our families rather than the social comparison stuff, which is where we can really get caught up in that should thinking. I was going to ask you about that social comparison because it has been a major part in our day-to-day -day lives since social media really took off and a lot of people, uh, you know, that they look at things they see on Facebook or Instagram and they get a bit disheartened that they should be having a life like that other person, whereas they're not. And you can imagine that for some people who lead a very busy life, they work constantly and 
involved with a lot of things and having time to be able to just stay at home and relax and not do anything is actually better than trying to learn to do something like play an instrument or ride a unicycle for example yeah, absolutely. I do think money. Oh, and we have just lost Dr. Joe Lukens there. We will try and get her back, but we'll probably just check in with her. Uh, oh, there she is back on the line right now. Sorry, Dr. Joe, what were you saying? Yeah, sorry, sorry, I dropped out there. So a couple of things with what you were just saying there. So I do think this is an opportunity for some of us, and I'm, I'm including myself in this, to take off our busy badge. But I think sometimes we... we we feel like we have to be busy all of the time and that's not necessarily always a helpful thing for us. Um, so that's one of the things for us to think about. And the other thing with social media is it's true from the evidence with a lot of the research is that most people report coming off social media feeling worse than when they went on it. So I think one of the other things that's useful for us to remember is that many people, their social media feeds are their life highlight reels. You know, they're much more likely to put that amazing cake on that they made rather than, you know, I had a piece of toast for breakfast. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we overshare a little bit too much about the food that we eat and so forth. But I think that's one of the things to remember is that if, when we're on social media, use it as an opportunity to connect, which is what it is for us at this time. But maybe a little bit like I, I noticed on the weekend, and I'm really grateful that I was able to do it, that I could appreciate... Um, the, the things that people were doing, you know, so people were doing some amazing things with food and so forth. And I looked at it, just simply appreciated it for what it was without then having to put the mirror back on myself and say, well, how are you going in comparison to that? The fact that, you know, I just ducked down to Otto's, got some hot cross buns and bought a block of chocolate. You know, it doesn't <laughs> matter that, I, that we didn't make the amazing carrot cake and so forth, but appreciate what people do do. So, you know, I think that we are very prone to... Um, to do self-comparison to our detriment. Sometimes it can be helpful and motivating, but more often than not, particularly if we're coming back at ourselves with lots of shoulds, it's not helpful for us and we can pay a bit more attention to it. Maybe that's one of the learnings for us as we as we travel through this time. Certainly, it's definitely crazy times we are living in. Dr. Joe, it's been great speaking with you. Looking forward to catching up with you next time. Thanks very much, John. I take care. Dr.